Genius, and today's episode is definitely going to be a juicy one. So I suggest you grab a cup of tea, specifically one that is very, very hot, because I will be spilling all of the hot tea today. As you can see from the title, we are going to be talking about something a little bit controversial, a little bit on the wild side. So I'm actually very excited to get into the nitty gritty. In the previous episodes, I definitely feel like I was playing it safe. That's something that I do a lot when I don't know if I want to get super transparent and super vulnerable. So today we're going to open up a lot more and we're just going to talk about what exactly it is that my niche is considered. We are going to just do a deep dive into all things body positivity. This is honestly one of my favorite subjects because... It fills me with so much joy. I quickly just want to shout out you guys because thank you so much for rocking and rolling with me throughout these episodes. If there's anything I've learned from doing this podcast, it's that I procrastinate like crazy. Number one. Number two, I'm extremely overcritical when it comes to these episodes because I don't want to offend anyone. But it's not like my audience is that big anyway for me to really be worried about that right now. So I might as well just be as controversial as possible in the beginning. You know, get it out the way. And that way people who don't support it can just leave. That way I'm not like sugarcoating anything. So yes, it's me, Genesis, checking in as your host once again. I titled today's podcast, Body Positivity and Wellness Are Not Mutually Exclusive Now. That is a very loaded title, but that's exactly what I want to say. So first, let's get into what exactly is this body positivity that you speak of. I talk about it a lot on my social channels, so if you know me from there, hey. But what exactly is it? So I'm just going to go ahead and go over the actual definition here. Body positivity is a movement focused on the acceptance of all bodies, regardless of size, shape, skin, gender, and physical abilities. Body positivity is focused on the acceptance. Keyword all. When you think about body positivity, I'm sure the first thing you think about is fat people. Let's just be honest. Because in our society that has been built, that is the group that has been ostracized through these beauty standards that we have put on ourselves. If you think about television and programming, All of our role models are usually thin. One of my favorite shows growing up was America's Next Top Model. Absolutely amazing to me at the time. And I watch it back and there's a lot of problematic things going on with Tyra. She over obsesses about the model's weight a lot. One of the largest women on there, she was a size 12. And Tyra basically told her, hey, if you can't fit into these clothes, like you're out of here. So inherently this created people promoting different things. So before we really get into this, I do want to give like a couple of disclaimers and warnings. We are going to be talking about some very serious things. We're going to be talking about ED. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that are very, could be very triggering. So listener discretion is advised because this one is just really like down in the depths. I love the idea of body positivity because it challenges our beauty standards. It focuses more on the appreciation of functionality rather than the appearance of our actual bodies. So back to programming. Let's talk about an icon, Marilyn Monroe. She was a size 12, definitely considered plus size. Now, America in general, the average size woman is about a 10 or a 12, yet 
that is where we begin our plus size fashion. So when you go into fast fashion stores like Forever 21 and H&M, it goes small, medium, large, plus. There is no in between. I actually wear like an extra large to like zero X. And I talk about this a lot on my YouTube channel. I would be what would be considered mid-size technically, but still plus size. I'm going to talk a lot about my personal experience and certain things that have affected me and why I ended up being so heavily involved in this movement. A lot of these beauty standards are simply social constructs. We are sponges of information in what we see, what we do. And our role models are really just people that we see on a screen that we think we know and that we think that we want to look like because it will be deemed as more attractive. It all starts in your childhood. When you're in grade school, they tell you, you know, you should eat healthy, you should eat healthy. But then you get in the lunch line and they give you chicken nuggets and fries. Really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but that's just what was going on in my school. In my own childhood, I dealt with fat phobia a lot. Fat phobia is basically the phobia of fat people. Even in my own family, people were very much fat phobic. If I even ate like a donut or a honey bun, like from the gas station, I was instantly being called fat or, hey, you need to put that down before you put on a, get a couple extra pounds. I remember distinctly, I was trying to fit into a prom dress and one of my family members commented and said that I needed to basically like not eat a sandwich. It was portrayed as a joke. I know that they were being dead serious, like they did not want me to eat that sandwich. There were many times I did like concerts and performances and before these performances, our instructors would tell us, hey, make sure that you're on like a really good diet, you know, before you come in. It sounds like something very harmless, but when you're a kid and you soak that in, you might take that as, hey, I just need to not eat so that I can look good in my costume. This also reverts back to modeling industry standards. There are certain sizes that designers need to fit certain clothes, even though the people buying these clothes are not these sizes. I never understood that, but what I do understand is that in general, models are not supposed to be like real people. They're supposed to be like kind of extraterrestrial. The reason why they do this is they want you to strive to achieve a beauty standard that is actually not existent, so that way you can continue to support their brand in hopes that maybe one day that you could look like one of these supermodels. When in reality, you just purely can't and it's just not possible. But they won't tell you that because they want you to keep supporting their brand and keep buying things and keep you in that consumerism. That's why they want them to be so tall and so ethereal so that you can ooh and ah. The people wearing the clothes are real people too. I've talked to a lot of models about this issue. I've talked to regular people about this issue and they all kind of come to the general consensus that we have inflicted this upon ourselves as a society, which is why I feel like I strive so hard to show people that representation is necessary. What are we telling our children? In my family specifically, diabetes and other heart-related and body-related issues run deep. A lot of these things are impacted by your weight. So I was always told that I needed to watch it. But naturally, my body filled out. It wasn't something I tried to do. It wasn't something that I wanted for myself. 
it literally just happened. And I'm sure a lot of people can share that experience with me, especially if you're from any type of like ethnic background. There are certain crevices and bones and rolls and things that literally just pop up and you're like, what is going on? When you become a woman, you have hormones, these things happen. Okay, cool. So then how do we then deal with it? You got a couple options. You could go on a diet. You could try your best to be something completely different that you're not. You could just not eat at all. You could be unhealthy. There are fat people who are healthy. There are skinny people who are unhealthy. It is a spectrum. And I feel like the more that we realize this and accept this, the better we will feel about what our bodies currently look like. You listening to this right now, I don't know what you look like. You could look like anything, but I tell you right now, the body you were given is the body you were intended to have. Now, back to my niche market and what exactly it is that I promote. I didn't ask to be a body positivity advocate. I actually came from a background in which I had a developed ED while I also had mental disorders and other things going on with me. So being a plus size woman was not even in my thought process. I never thought that that would happen to me. And when it did, I low-key thought it was karma because there was times when I was in school and I used to make fun of people who wore biker shorts because I felt like they were too big to wear biker shorts. And I'm being dead serious. Like, I know it sounds funny, but like, I was not a nice kid all in all it just happened i can't explain to you what exactly went down all i know is that i woke up one day and all of this was just here maybe it was because of some unhealthy habits maybe it was because i was smoking too much drinking too much maybe i was eating too much oily food i don't know but what i do know is that it's here and for the most part it's here to stay there are certain lifestyle changes that i have made for myself so that way internally I am not hurting from this and I don't end up in the hospital someday or end up with a underlying health condition that could have been prevented. Let's shift gears and talk about what I do not promote. I absolutely do not promote obesity. I do not promote gluttony. I have sincere compassion for people who are battling with those struggles because I know how difficult it can be to get out of it. I don't know if you guys remember, TLC had this show called My 600 Pound Life. And I remember people liking to watch this and liking to watch people in misery on these hospital beds where they are immobile. Some people would watch it as inspiration for them to get fit. The exploitation of these people on our screens for our entertainment was just purely cynical. And I never agreed with it. This is just another example of how this could lead into someone developing an eating disorder after watching an episode of that and being like, hey, I don't want to be like that at all. On my channel specifically, I have received a lot of ridicule about my weight specifically and what it is that I'm exactly promoting. I had posted a video a year ago. It was my most viral video and I did not think it was going to do that much numbers, but of course, that's just what happens. And it was basically me confronting some bullies at school about how they were calling me fat. I had a bunch of people comment on that video saying, hey, check on Twitter. A bunch of people are using you as fatspo. And me being the Gen X that I am, I actually didn't really know what that was. Fatspo is when someone uses like a picture of someone to show how they should not become. So kind of like scare them into continuing on with their ED. Thinspo is something that they're trying to use to achieve that goal. So 
if they had a picture of a very thin girl that they were using as their thin spell or thin inspiration, they would basically idolize their weight and that would be like their target. Both of these are extremely toxic and I absolutely do not promote these things at all. It's really quite sad that this even exists. We talked a lot about body positivity just now and what it means and what it doesn't mean. I did tap a little bit into the health, so I want to go further into that. As far as my fitness journey is concerned, at a young age, I told you that I did have some family members that were fat phobic. That being said, let's just imagine this situation. I was the tallest in my class, always. I also was a black woman, and I was always toned. I always had larger legs. They always thought that I should run track or something of that nature. So naturally, they put me in basketball, they put me in volleyball, they put me in tennis, they put me in everything that they could get their hands into because maybe they wanted me to become the next Venus, which is great, you know, kudos, but that wasn't me. I wanted to sing and I wanted to draw and I wanted to act. I settled with my parents and I told them, hey, how about I just do dance? Dance is still active. They shrugged it off and they said, you know what, go ahead, go ahead and do that. I did dance for a minute, but ballet was boring for me. I wanted to do like hip hop. They were not for that. So I ended up staying in ballet for a long time. I did work out while I was in that class, but of course it's like not as rigorous as as they may have wanted. So they still ended up putting me in another sport. Even though I was in these sports, my weight still fluctuated. Part of the reason that I even developed the ED, I think, was not just because of the programming that I had had from childhood and not just because of the fat phobia from my generations above me, but also because of watching how the other athletes at school, how their body types were and how successful they were in their craft. After I ended up leaving sports and I ended up, you know, becoming an adult and everything, I basically just put everything fitness related to the side and I was just focused purely on schooling. It was hard for me to fit in the gym in between going to school and working three jobs. Obviously, after not doing any of that, I had tacked on like a bunch of weight. I would always tell myself, okay, I'll go back to the gym tomorrow or I'll go back next week or whatever the case may be. But really, it wasn't even about being healthy anymore. It was more so about losing weight. So every time I would come back to the gym, I just had this very toxic tendency to be super fixated on numbers and constantly want to weigh myself, constantly want to count calories. And it just became really toxic. And like one day I just like had this crazy mental breakdown and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I just stopped going altogether. That lasted me like a year. Now my theory on why a lot of people don't go to the gym, it's probably the same. A lot of people don't go to the gym because of the same general concept. There is a lot of judgment there. Even now, when I post my little workouts on IG, the amount of swipe ups I get from cis men talking about what I need to do different with my formation is absolutely ridiculous. It's annoying, really, because I post these things to motivate my fellow sisters. I post these things to encourage people and to tell people that it is possible, even if people are telling that telling you that you can't and then people swipe up and tell me oh your form is wrong or oh you need to do this or oh try this literally nobody asked thank you but no thank I was honestly deathly afraid of the gym for a long time 
I had previous lovers and boyfriends tell me, oh, I'll take you with me. I'll put you on my membership, all these things like that. And I was afraid to work out in front of them because I knew how bad and out of shape I was. And so I was afraid that if I went with them and they saw how dumb I looked, they would not like me anymore. So I didn't want to go with them and I didn't want to go by myself. I already know how my proportions are and all that jiggle at the gym with these cis men. I was just not for that. That's just not, that's not me. I don't like that. When I was in college, I met this girl and she wasn't necessarily a trainer, but she should have been one. She taught me a lot that I know now about training and also about eating right. She would take me with her to the gym, absolutely free of charge. We would go to Gold's. She would work me out along with one other girl. And then there was another guy that would join us. And all of them were much smaller than me, way better shape than me. But I decided to just put myself out there. I think I had also like gotten out of a breakup or something. So I probably had a little bit of motivation. There's nothing like a good breakup that will like make you go back to the gym. Like dead serious. But anyway, (laughs) no, but like for real, like it's like motivation. Okay. I was going with her for a long time, but unfortunately my work schedule got way more rigorous than what I had hoped for. And because I lived really far away, I eventually just had to stop going and she would ask me to come and I'd be like, no, I can't. And eventually just, she just stopped asking me, which is expected. Like, girl, like whatever. I'm not even upset about that at all. But because I didn't have anyone motivating me, I no longer went at all. Like, I didn't go to her gym. I didn't go to my gym. I didn't go anywhere because like there was nobody to encourage me and motivate me. Eventually, I just had to find the motivation within myself. When I tell you I was watching so many videos and I think who really did it for me and this is going to sound so dumb. Who really did it for me was Jordan Woods. Listen, I know y'all saw what Jordan Woods was looking like before and she wasn't looking bad. Jordan's always been a cute girl. What it really is, it's not even about her weight. If you take a look at the way that she's glowing internally and the way that she's just taking care of herself now, she looks amazing. She probably smells good too. Like she just looks overall just like delectable. I'm here for her. She's amazing. So I feel like she really did it for me because a lot of people used to actually compare me to her. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just ran out of black celebrities that I look like. But I always get, oh, you look like Jordan Woods. When I really started to study her and study her career and she had a fitness program called First Choice. So I checked it out. I checked out her workout videos and they were immaculate. I checked out her diet plans. They were amazing. One thing about me, though, is I've always kind of eaten the same for the most part. Nowadays, it's just like a little bit more modified. It's a little bit stricter. But that's just because there's certain things that don't react to my body well. One of those things is lactose. But my specific diet, it doesn't have anything to do with losing weight. So if you were to look at what I eat and try to copy it to like lose weight, it's not going to work because I'm telling you right now, that's not what it's fixated toward. It's more fixated towards lean proteins, vegetables, fruit, water, literally. Very, very, very simple. And I keep it simple like that because if I make it too complicated, I will end up eating zebra cakes every night because I will be overwhelmed. Self-care has everything to do with wellness. We talk about self-care a lot in today's day and age. And 
that might be talking about makeup and skincare, but it also does have to do with that fitness and that nutrition. Remember that fit is subjective. So when we talk about fitness and being fit and healthy and all these things, it is completely subjective to how you feel. If you feel healthy inside and out, then that's all that you need to know. Now, if your doctor's telling you something different, maybe you should listen, sure. But if a random person on the internet is commenting and saying that you don't look healthy, you can politely tell them to F off. We just have to remember that this is a key component. I don't care if you start with yoga and stretching or if you go outside and you get a little bit of cardio in by walking around your neighborhood. It is something to get your heart rate going. It's going to keep you motivated throughout the day. It's going to keep you energized. And overall, you're just going to feel better about yourself. That's another thing that has helped my confidence is just literally just getting up. And I know it sounds like super redundant and it sounds like something that you would get out of a self-help book, but I'm telling you it works. Make sure that when you're scheduling your week and that when you're scheduling your day, you schedule time for yourself to have that time to get your heart rate up in some type of way, whether it be to go outside and jump rope. Maybe you want to take the yoga mat out. You want to do some Pilates. You want to throw a ball around. You want to go to the basketball court. You want to go skateboarding. You want to go on the scooter, whatever the case may be, especially if you're an introvert. I'm telling you right now, it will help you a whole lot because it's an activity in which you're not just sitting there in your mind and you're giving yourself a goal to achieve constantly whether it be a certain amount of repetitions or maybe a certain amount of miles, it's giving you something, a goal that you have to go and run and achieve and run after. I'm not trying to be your lifestyle and fitness coach right now. I'm telling you what has worked for me. And I'm telling you right now that we have to start scheduling that time for ourselves. Put yourself as a priority. You absolutely deserve it. I am extremely grateful for how far we have come to the point where plus size modeling is not just like a taboo thing. It is something that agencies are actually including in their repertoire and it is something that I can participate in. I'm even more grateful that I have a platform where I can share these things and I can tell you guys a little bit about my life. One of my role models is Tabria Majors. You guys may or may not have heard about her. She's modeled for all types of people. She models for Fashion Nova, Pretty Little Thing, list goes on. She models for a lot of people. And one thing I love about her is she's very transparent about her fitness journey. She's very transparent about what she eats to like stay toned. A lot of people had issues with her because they felt like maybe she got her body done because her proportions are like perfect. However, this woman is actually like, I think 30 or 40 pounds heavier than me. Um, so I remember when she was talking about it, I was like, wow, like the fact that she's even larger than life than me and she's this healthy and she's this toned. Like, look at this woman. I need you guys to look her up. T-A-B-R-I-A majors, M-A-J-O-R-S. She is amazing. And she's a model, so she keeps herself toned. She keeps herself fit. You know, obviously she still has to maintain, you know, and help her body continue functioning. We have all of these vertebrae, we have blood, we have air that's pumping through us and it needs to keep going. And I'm sure that when we're 70, we're not going to want to be just lounging around and unhealthy. So we do have to continue to do 
things to feed our body. And one of those things is getting up. You have to do it for you. You can't do it for anybody else. You can't do it for a modeling agency. You can't do it for your spouse. You have to make these decisions for yourself and what works for you. Ask yourself, how do you feel eating certain foods versus others? How I did it was I focused on substitution. I used to really like salt and vinegar chips. So I tried to find a snack that was similar to salt and vinegar chips, but wasn't that. So that way I wasn't constantly eating them. Okay, I still snack on salt and vinegar chips every now and then. But what I'm saying is now it's more like green peppers and hummus or it's more like cucumbers with salt and vinegar on them instead. Everything that you do in life in general is habits. So in order to make a lifestyle, you have to form habits first. It's just building blocks. Make it easy on yourself. Start slow. Don't be too focused on the end goal. Stop counting. Don't count the calories. Don't count the weight. Just relax and pay attention to how your body feels. Because all these increments of measurement, they were all man-made. How your body feels and how your soul feels, you can't neglect. You can't negate that. So just pay attention to that and I swear you'll be fine. So let's wrap this episode up by just thanking our body. Take the time this week to thank your body for functioning and providing those daily essentials that you need for your routine. There are so many different things and so many different components that go together to make you, you. And just thank yourself for each and every one of them. Really do it. Really look in the mirror and have that self-talk. I hope this podcast helps someone. I hope it inspired someone. Self-care and wellness and nutrition and fitness are all a part of the same being. So is body positivity. Body positivity is not just one size. It is not just one race. It is not just one condition. It refers to everyone. It doesn't matter what you look like. And everyone can be a part of the movement. You can't tell someone that they can't. There are so many components and elements that all work together throughout your body to make you you. Appreciate both your functionality and your appearance. And that's pretty genius. Yeah.